0: You're listening to the regular weekly Big Finish podcast. It's Monday, the 17th of October 2016.
1: Welcome, one and all. My name is Benji, sound designer, music man, and general noisy person. And I'm joined here with a representative of Mr. Ratcliffe, the one and only man who knows the true location of the renegade Dalek base. It is our executive producer and Dalek connoisseur. I Don't know what that means, but uh, take it as you will. It's Mr. Nicholas Briggs. Uh, well, thank you,
0: Benji. A bit of remembrance of the darling oh, there. Oh yes, oh yes. Ratcliffe, yes. Bless well, him. war is hell. <laughs> um.
1: yeah. why, why does he? Why does he have a, uh, a basketball hoop in his office? He doesn't strike me as the man to do that. But we will never know.
0: Well. I just thought of several reasons which I couldn't possibly say on this podcast. <laughs> yes, hello. Um, hello to all of you out there. A big Finish are the purveyors of fine audio drama and audio books, don't you know? Doctor Who, Tortured, Blake Seven, Sherlock Holmes, Dracula, Frankenstein, The Prisoner, The Avengers, Survivors, The Omega Factor, The Confessions of Dorian Gray. And did I say Doctor Who so much talk?
1: Heaps of it, mounds of it, warehouses full of it And that's not even to mention the spin-offs That's right, we've got The Diary of Riversong, Countermeasures, Dalek Empire, Charlotte Pollard, Jago and Lightfoot and so much more
0: amazing swimming in doctor who it is well, how how do we do it i don't know and of course uh it may not be monday the 17th of october 2016 as you listen to this it may be sunday the 16th of october 2016 hey hey how timey wimmy wimey woomy woomy is that uh, well, who knows you see last time i sneaked the podcast out a day early on the sunday uh, did you think dear listeners it was a good idea or not do write in and let us know at podcast at bigfinish.com meanwhile here's what some of you said about our podcast on facebook
1: that's right nigel bromley says it's compulsive listening as far as i'm concerned thumbs up and it definitely tingles my molecules (laughs)
0: See what he's doing there Little reference to our uh, I'm not going to tell you anyway. uh, April McCaffrey says These always make my day brighter April thank you
1: I remember meeting her last year at Newcastle actually I'm sure I've met her I'm sure I'm sure yeah Thank you April Amanda Dixon says Absolutely adored listening to Peter Purvis and Maureen O'Brien I could listen to them all day just put it on repeat.
0: Uh, Rod Brown <laughs> says, it's become a firm Monday morning favourite, brightens the drive to work immeasurably.
1: And Jay Barry says, have to thank Hannah for Ran. Benji is a brilliant co-host for the Archimandrite of Amazing Audio Adventures. Feel free to use that in the podcast. Well I have. <laughs> and thank you very thank you very, very much. That means an awful lot to me. So yeah. thank you Jay And he also continues to say The picture for that podcast needs to be Nick In a funny hat by the way There you go Nick uh, Where's the hat? I, d- yeah, I don't
0: know uh, we we have to. Uh, I was saying uh, yesterday in a big Finnish meeting we were having that we have to have a photograph of the two of us for the podcast. But then Jason said it will, it will look like the publicity for an Australian talk radio show. <laughs> he said because he spends quite a bit of time in Australia and he sees these pictures of sort of Joe and Bert, you know, <laughs> with a cup of coffee and headphones on. You know,
1: I there, right, mate, how's it going? Welcome to the <laughs> Big Finnish Podcast. I can't do the accent. I've never been able to do the accent. That was pretty good
0: That was about as good as Michael Caine's uh, (laughs) (laughs) Australian accent In uh, Dirty Rotten Scoundrels Where he, he pretends to be Australian Right at the end Anyway, I digress. <laughs> <clears throat> uh, Alex Pass says of the podcast, more Ben Briggs. Uh, to explain, Ben is my son and he's at school. I know. He should be at home watching Doctor Who DVDs or listening to Big Finish. But for some reason, the government demands he has a broader education than that. Also, uh, Melvin Penar. Pena, I'm not sure what, how you pronounce it. It's got a very interesting bit of punctuation. What is that? Well, he says, anyway, whatever your name is, Melvin, <laughs> we do love you. A new Big Finish podcast makes easing into Mondays much more salutary. And salutary means beneficial, by the way, because I, I had to look it up
1: to make sure. <laughs> well, you know, these our fans, you know, the Big Finish world, they're, they're such connoisseurs of words. They're, so, they're I so the erudite. Word as, oh, super. You see, this is it. It's what we like to hear is... Uh, wonderful language i was, I was going around
0: every day you know yeah. i was going
1: around newcastle the other day i, I discovered that you know the the phrase well met we say ah well met yes and i really wanted to use it because it sounds it sounds great in your head but when you say it you realize you just sound like an idiot yes and yes. yeah so so unfortunately my my uh, short stint of saying well met was not well met and it's, it's very,
0: it comes from Shakespeare well met, doesn't it?
1: I believe so. I like it. it, does, it does.
0: It's yeah I I, I do, do you know I don't know the exact meaning in a way that I could explain. Anyway Anyway yes
1: do t- tell us more. <laughs> <laughs> so coming up in this podcast then in a moment the big finished news and that'll be followed by listeners emails and our guest star interview.
0: And our guest stars today are none other than John Barrowman and Camille Kaduri. That's Captain Jack and Jackie Tyler to you. Two lovely people I've had the pleasure of working with. They've recently recorded the lives of Captain Jack for us. And director Scott Hancock nabbed them for an interview. Good old Scott Hancock, I say.
1: I say, I say. Thank you for Well na- met. Well met, sir. Thank you for nabbing them. And then it'll be time for our good friend, Ran the Randomoid Selectatron, to do oh, his yes. stuff and randomly select a production from the Big Finish Archive for us to chat about. Just quickly, I will just point out, I'm suffering a terrible cold, so if I sound <laughs> like I'm sort of melting, I do apologise. <laughs> you try saying Randomoid Selectatron with a cold. Randomoid Selectatron. Oh, no, 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 no. clever. <throat> Uh yes, will will, will Rand
0: select something that I have an anecdote about, or will I simply be forced to discuss
1: something entirely random? Is there a difference? I don't know if there is. <laughs> we will wait and see. Following that then we'll round up the latest big finish releases. And then we'll hit you square between your ear things with the latest
0: instalment of our serialisation of The Prisoner. Yes, I do mean Big
1: Finish's reimagining of the 1960s TV classic. Hey. Do you know, I was watching that on the way up to Newcastle, not the Big Finish, the original, and no, I wouldn't actually... wouldn't have much
0: fun watching the Big Finish one, it's on no, audio. nothing
1: <laughs> happens in the, the Big Finish one, there's just <laughs> nothing. Um, but I felt compelled enough to email Mr Briggs himself to it's say true. that after hearing the uh, the big finished version it's it, there's such a wonderful uh, link between them both i was actually because i've not seen the tv prisoner in years and i was like wow i was like this just feels exact like the, the same show it's wonderful so yeah hats off to you sir anyway i will stop uh, ploughing into territory that's not meant for us to say and move on now oh poor Benji's
0: got a cold oh no I
1: know I'm sorry love I'm sorry
0: but now it's time for the big finished news
2: (laughs) tunic Cunic and Benji
1: Is that an impression of me (laughs) (laughs) doing the tuning thing you have to do it you have to do it so without further ado At the end of the month, friends and fans of Big Finish's eternally young Dorian Gray will bid an emotional farewell when we release The Confessions of Dorian Gray Series 5, the last set in the range. Today, for anyone who has pre-ordered the set on either download or CD, the second story is now available. Alexander Vlahos stars in Roy
0: Gill's Angel of War. France, 1915. In the trenches of the Great War, Lieutenant Dorian Gray reports to Captain James Anderson shortly before a routine mission into no man's land. His comrades rely on their faith to get them through. But is there any truth behind the story
1: of the legendary Angel of Mons? sounds like a whopper that does, doesn't it? Yeah. I like it. You'd think, the longer you live, the more you'd forget.
3: But that isn't the case at all. You remember more and more, and it's always so visceral. Ah! Ah! Every injury, every
1: heartache, every death. Ah!
4: Glee, get stretch your
1: organise And I remember every single second of it Out on Wednesday the 19th of October is the latest in our popular range of downloadable Doctor Who short trips
0: Doctor Who rulebook by Tony Jones is now available featuring Nicola Bryant behind the mic Giving a rich take on the variety of characters the Fifth Doctor and Perry Brown encounter in one of their earliest travels together the Alani of Beedledom III lived their lives in regulated harmony until they were invaded by the Valtor. Of course, the Doctor and his new companion Perry were delighted to help out, but they didn't know their biggest challenge wouldn't be the Valtor army, but the rule book. <gasps> Here's a, were you giggling throughout that? I was You're giggling, boy. I, was, I, was, I heard noises.
1: I was sort of sitting, thinking to myself, imagine if somebody tuned in, <laughs> completely unaware, to hear you say, and of course the Alani of Beedledom 3 lived their lives regulated harmony until they were invaded by the Valtor. They're just thinking, what is going on? Anyway, look, the tra- here's the trailer.
0: <laughs> Big Finish presents Doctor Who Short Trips.
5: Rule book. The Valtor are all hibernating, and we helped the Alani. Why would they move the TARDIS? The doctor paced. Are you sure this is the correct bay? Perry asked. This warehouse isn't that big. Is it the same warehouse? Maybe we transmitted back to a different one? The doctor rubbed his chin. I suppose it's possible, he said, though this room does look very familiar. We could double-check the Transmat station identifier code, but I think you'll find my memory is as reliable as ever. The Transmat code is VXB92, stroke 7, stroke B3. Perry and the doctor turned. There in the doorway stood a young Alani woman with the golden skin, dark hair, yellow eyes and thin fox-like features of her race. She was dressed in the standard unfussy uniform of the Alani government and carried a clipboard. My name is Yorval. You are aliens with no visitor permits. Please complete these forms and return them to the Office of Border Regulation. The sooner we can process them, the sooner we can get you allocated.
0: Big Finish. We love stories. (laughs)
5: <laughs>
1: so i go mad here uh, This week we reveal more details for the long-awaited second series of Charlotte Pollard, due for release in March 2017
0: Charlotte Charlie Pollard, as played by India Fisher, has proved to be one of the most enduring and popular Big Finish creations, meeting the 8th Doctor, Paul McGann, in his very first Big Finish adventure, Doctor Who Storm Warning, and then travelling with him for many thrilling adventures. When the time came, for them to part ways, Charlie wasn't finished with the Doctor. And from Doctor Who the Condemned spent a complicated time in the company of the Sixth Doctor before
1: finally ending up on her own. Well, in 2014 she embarked on a series of her own adventures working for the mysterious alien Virans, or Virans. There we go. And it is Virens. Well, hey, it's not Virens, is it? No, it could be. It could be anything in this in this day and age, Nick. You just don't know. You have to be careful. <laughs> I don't want to. I don't want to upset them. You know, they're, they're aliens. Anyway, she was joined on her travels by would-be adventurer Robert Buchan, played by James Joyce, who returns to the second series.
0: It's Robert Buchanan. Oh,
1: curses! <laughs> Uh, joining India
0: and James are Dan Starkey who you may know as Strax in Doctor Who as the rogue Byron Bertram Deirdre Mullins known for the Frankenstein Chronicles and Man Down as reporter uh, Naomi Davies Pippa Haywood who you might know from Scott and Bailey and Greenwing as the Prime Minister and Colin McFarlane who you will have seen in Doctor Who Before the Flood Under the Lake and Torchwood Children of Earth as... The Identical Men
1: And as we said Charlotte Pollard Series 2 will be released In March 2017 Listen out for more story details And a trailer I'm listening
0: Oh, there's nothing yet Oh,
1: mm. oh that's good okay. yeah, don't know where it went And that's the end of the news. There we go, filling in that gap of silence there with me talking about the end of the news. So now, Nick, we're going to whiz right into the next segment. It's time for...
0: Listeners' emails. Oh, yeah.
1: And remember, you can email us at podcast at bigfinish.com. All emails are welcome. Just send literally anything in email form, obviously. Try sending something fab, actually. Try sending, if somebody can email their socks through to us, that would be fantastic. That is a challenge <laughs> right
0: there. How do you read out socks on a podcast?
1: <laughs> well, I'd just uh, like to read out this sock. Uh, it's got a nice pattern uh, at the top there, a little bit it, of. It uh... is, uh... sir. <laughs> There's a sock It might be one of those ones like That was actually my jacket (laughs) (laughs) The magic of audio, you'll never know (laughs) So uh, we've got Wednesday here (laughs) And Thursday (laughs) Guy needs to sort his organisation skills out right there So anyway, Hmm. this is from Daniel Whittaker Here we go, so Hello Nick and Benji And the listeners at home I just wanted to type this email To make it publicly known How much gratitude I have towards Big Finish this year I have run GallifreyArchive.com Since its inception in August of last year And with the revelation That there would be no new Doctor Who Until the Christmas episode in 2016 I was in a bit of a pickle Running a Doctor Who news and reviews site yeah, mm. I can understand that yeah. We have no news today Luckily Oh, that, a pickle. What a pickle we're in. What a Branston. Uh, luckily, I've had a, <laughs> a bit of product placement there.
0: I hope they send us an enormous check. Yes. Or at least a big jar of pickle for saying that.
1: Absolutely. So <laughs> And so they should. That's it. Lunch will forever be solved. Luckily, I've had big finish to review. And what delights I've had graced my ears so far in 2016.
0: Can I say that when you say lunch would be solved with brass pickle, I imagine us both just sitting with an enormous jar of pickle with a spoon just eating it, you know, sort of getting three spoonfuls in and
2: going...
0: A bit like Ace and The Doctor in The Greatest Show in the Galaxy where Peggy Mount forces them to eat a whole load of... uh, yeah, what was it weirdos? It is. Yeah, it's, yeah. <laughs> it's, it's like sweet corn in custard or something. Oh,
1: it? it does look vile, doesn't it? As it well.
0: do. I can never. I always feel sick when I watch that scene. Unfortunately, my son makes me watch it a lot because he loves uh, Sophie and Sylvester particularly because he's met them and Sylvester's great to great with kids. And, uh, and he's, he's always choosing that one. I think oh, I have to watch them nearly being sick into their Again. alien vegetables
1: <laughs> well, Sorry, you... interrupt. Carry on with Daniel's email. Sorry. Absolutely. Well there you go, Daniel. If you fancy uh, if you fancy eating some Branston pickle, you come to the right place. So, <laughs> the two doctors broke my scoring system. It was that good. I think it's actually the two masters. Curses. <laughs> well, I'd like to know what your scoring system is, actually. I've made friends with some of the writers, namely Guy Adams, and I've had a lot of support both from the amazing team at Big Finish and the fan base too. This year's ultimate highlight for me, brackets, so far, close brackets, was hearing my favourite Doctor, the 8th Doctor, journey to the Gallifrey Archive. I know it's probably a coincidence, but John Dorney made me shed a tear that I could technically be considered canonical.
0: I uh, see what he did there, because the Gallifrey Archive is the same as his website, mm-hmm. and the Gallifrey mm-hmm. Archive is, oh, oh, He's a
1: clever man, is our Daniel Whittaker. Yeah. <sighs> Without Big Finish this year, I wouldn't have been given half the opportunities that I have that have arisen. I am forever in your debt, preferably not financially. I am but a poor 20-year-old. Yeah, uh-huh. uh, yeah well, I'm but
0: a poor 20-year-old. Anyway, we've happened. all been there. We've all been there. Yeah, We're not we going to reduce yeah. the
1: prices for 20-year-olds, I'm afraid. Um, before... <laughs>
0: Enough, I think that's what the government are saying about
1: uh, rail fares for 17-year-olds. Uh, anyway, sorry, do well, carry the, on. The trains will have to turn up first. Uh, anyway, before <laughs> I sign off this email with Nick and Benji, inevitably never to be crying at the beautiful words that I've just read. Well, we are. We are oh, oh. I have one question. Oh, Which episode of televised Doctor Who do you think would have been better received if it was just an audio adventure? Thanks for everything you've done for me—from laughing to reducing me to manly tears. Yours <laughs> sincerely, Daniel Whittaker. Good question. Uh, good question. Yeah,
0: manly tears. I said that's an. I think it is a good question, but it's a bit odd. I've never considered it before. Just looking at the DVDs now. I, I, I mean, I, I certainly know that some of the older ones that uh, I uh, tape-recorded off of the telly on audio back in the day. You know um, I listen to them over and over again and then when you see them again you've built up all sorts of visuals in your mind that um, are not actually matched by the realization of it and I suppose so I'd say Death to the Daleks because I think it's a great story but I listened to it so much and but of course all the memories uh, uh, the sort of false rose tinted memories that had inspired me uh, they stay with me while I watch it so I still love it but Yeah, I'll say that just for the sake of giving you an answer, Daniel.
1: Well, I think actually there's some strange sort of things when it comes to the audios, because obviously Doctor Who's one of those things, there are missing stories, and so you only can listen to the audio versions of it. And I will say that actually... Strange thing for me was when I might have mentioned this on a podcast before, I expect I have its the type of boring thing I talk about, but um when uh, they announced the web of fear uh, and enemy of the world, um I'd listened to both of those in audio format, and I wasn't keen on enemy of the world, but I was really keen on web of fear and when they were released uh, and I watched them back, I found myself actually sitting there being really pulled towards enemy of the world, and mm-hmm. actually that has since become probably one of my top Troughton stories and watching Web of Fear, I was kind of, it was one of those things. It, it, I think my mind had built up such a huge expectation that when I saw it, I, I wasn't let down because it's a cracking story, but it, it was completely different to how I expected. So I think Nick hit the nail on the head there really, where it's its a very weird, you know, they're two completely different things really.
0: Yeah. It, that's an interesting thing about Enemy of the Worlds because, you know, I, I, I thought it, uh, I had thought it wouldn't be a, pa- a patch on a uh, uh, web of fear because my memories of it are from childhood. And you can imagine a child watching Enemy of the World. It's far too complex for a child, really. Absolutely. I, w- I would have been, you know, six years old. and But, of course, a web, uh, uh, web of fear... I keep wanting to say web planet. That's why I keep hesitating. <laughs> a web of fear is just... Uh, Amazing, you know, it's all clambering around in the dark With horrible monsters leaping out and sort of strange glowing web I mean, it's just, that's ideal for a kid Anyway, Anyway. uh, now hear this from Alastair Wallace. Hi there, Nick and Benji. I just wanted to say thank you so much for the signed Dark Shadows Echoes of the Past CD. Ah, yes, there you are, Alastair, your competition winner. It's one of the many ranges that I have been introduced to and come to know and love through Big Finish. I rarely go in for the competitions as I don't want to use up any good luck. (laughs) Many years ago, (laughs) actually eight, I was uh, lucky enough to be sent a signed script... For time reef out of the blue i didn't even know at the time that there was a random draw but it's touches like that which make big finish so special that's true we do randomly send them out from time to time uh, each yeah i can imagine you get them sent back i don't want this <laughs> you've just wasted
1: all this paper just use it to put write some notes down instead <laughs> over piece of peter davidson's autograph yeah, somebody scribbled on this <laughs> <laughs> tom
0: who uh, each year seems to be better than the one before Well, that's the way to go. I'd rather not make them worse than the one before. (laughs) Although, having finally caught up with my listening backlog, blimey, I have just gone back in time to the condemned random choice selected without the aid of technology. That was the first uh, Sixth Doctor and Charlotte Pollard adventure and was delighted to find out that it compares well to the great work of 2016. I should say so. It's a lovely script. Uh, There are some uh, announcements that I'm not sure about. But I have taught myself to repeat the mantra trust in big finish. I didn't think that doing the prisoner was a good idea. Sorry, Nick. But uh, to TIBF, what does that mean? I think it's
1: meant to be TBF, to be fair.
0: Oh, to be fair, it was brilliant and can't wait for the second series. Thank you, Alistair. Uh, That's a common tale, you know, uh, that people thought, oh, a bad idea, then listened to it and liked it. So I'm really, that's really nice. Um, Having River Song meet the Eighth Doctor multiple times? Really? T-I-B-F. Still don't get that. uh, To instigate before falling uh river has been outstanding in audio and it is way too long to wait for doom coalition uh, the finale how could something like survivors work on audio tibf that's um, the interfering
1: bear frolics (laughs) (laughs)
0: <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely gripping Enjoyable doesn't seem like the right word He says for Survivors And pre-ordered as far as you will allow Well hopefully oh, there'll be more good. Survivors coming You know uh, I've been working Well we've both been working on Survivors recently There were two I've done the music for the first two episodes And for each of them I had to stop Because I was crying Really? Yeah 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 I can't tell you which point Because it'll give away the plot it's heavy, um, it's heavy stuff it's really heavy. I mean, yeah, yeah. Well, anyway. Okay, on with the last paragraph of Alistair's email. A long way of saying that I love what Big Finish does and does well. I hope you all remain as enthusiastic as I look forward to enjoying Big Finish productions for a very long time. I'm sorry, I read that paragraph really badly, but I think you know what I meant. <laughs> Best wishes to everyone, Alistair. Alistair Wallace. Thank you, Alistair. Surely
1: good, Alistair. Thank you very much for that. It's nice to see people enjoying a wide variety of different rangers as well. I think that's always nice. Very broad-minded, Alistair. Indeed. Top-notch old boy. And now (laughs) this next one here is from Peter Webb. Now, I I was wondering if if we get a Peter to email in at some point, and it looks like it's happened. So, Peter Webb, who has been left traumatised by our in-podcast bullying of Doctor Who magazine deputy editor Peter Ware. There goes my doorbell. Peter said that we didn't... (laughs) Oh, it's dreadful. It was a bell once, but um, the bell broke and now it buzzes. That's just a man standing there going... It's duck.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Wow, that was brilliant. I love how you're so easily impressed with my silly noises.
1: That was a great noise, though. How about this? Woof! (laughs) That that was a very proud dog there.
0: (laughs) <laughs> we used to have a dog at the end of our road when i was a kid and honestly it used to sound like that it used to sound like someone badly impersonating a dog I used to look at you and go "woof." i thought that <laughs> you're not fooling anyone you know it's like sheep sheep sound like people doing sheep noises don't they, they just they don't go they don't do that they literally go Bah! and you think no don't go back that's just ridiculous that's like a person doing a sheep i think they've learned i think people have done this to sheeps over the fence gone back and so they go oh that's what i'm meant to be saying all oh, right yeah. as you know bah! sheep sheep blindly follow what other people do
1: Yeah, that's why they say you know let's what's the thing lead? no like a sheep yeah yeah that's yeah a, yeah
0: i mean you know if you hold a stick out if, if there are a load of sheep going along you hold a stick out and the first one jumps over it and then you remove the stick all the other sheep will jump over the stick that isn't there because they will just follow what the first one did that's clever yeah that's how governments get elected <laughs> <laughs> I
2: like controversial it's
0: like
1: it. very true uh, anyway sorry i interrupted you <laughs> Yes, it looks like the uh, the latest government came in there. It looks like they got in just by the skin of their teeth after the, the sheep all decided to vote in as well. <laughs> it sounded better in my head. Um, anyway, <laughs> I don't know. Meh. What, meh. It's like meow. Meow. Cats don't say meow. No. No, they don't. They go, eh. My old cat <laughs> they go, did. They go, eh. oi, get me some food. Oi, mate, what are you doing? Come on, mate. Anyway, sorry Peter, uh, we've totally gone in the wrong direction here. Back to you being traumatised. Peter said that we didn't ever mention the podcast at com email address and we rather overdid it in our response. <coughs> Dear Nick and Benji, as someone who is named Peter, right, also named Peter, also named Peter, What's it, say? Yeah, someone also named Peter. I found the last episode of the podcast to be transcendental, surreal experience that has terrified me to the core, even more so than the world's scariest horror film. What is the world's scariest horror film, though? Eh? That's a question. Write
0: write it and tell us.
1: To hear Nick Briggs screaming into my ears is to hear the voice of the devil. I, I the voice it. of the devil. That's it. When when you when you die and you know, you get sent down there. Unless you're one of the lucky ones, you'll find Nick's down there, presumably just sort of shouting Peter at people. Yeah, <laughs> Peter. <laughs> um, I fear this was so profound an experience that it shall be it shall psychologically scar me until the day I die, (laughs) which unfortunately for you might then be the day that you see Nick shouting Peter at you again. So it's it's a vicious circle, really. Yours truly, Peter. Well, we're sorry, Peter.
0: Peter. Peter. Peter, yours truly. (laughs) Okay, Peter, we'll let you off the hook. And finally, this from Matt Mayhew. Hi, Nick and Benji. Loving the new duo. Great listening to you after I come home from work. I would like to say how helpful Big Finish has been in the last month, uh, as it has been uh, a comfort to me whilst dealing with the death of a good friend of mine. I would like to thank you for helping me in this time. Could you thank, on my behalf, next time you see Matt Fitton, John Dorney, Juliet Landau, Lalla Ward, Lisa Bauman, Paul McGann, and Nicola Walker. I certainly will. After hearing your last podcast, I look forward to listening to Absent Friends from Doom Coalition 3, hearing what uh, made John Dorney write it. Uh, uh, Yes, it's very... um, moving thing in it all connected with bereavement thanks for your work Matt Mayhew oh just a quick mention from me for uh, Ashley Gregory who's never written to the podcast before but his email is coming up in the next edition of the podcast yeah thanks Ashley yes I'm I'm actually trailing a listener's email why not well it's you know because I spoke to him on Twitter and said why not write in then Ashley and so he's done so but there wasn't room for your email uh, in this week's edition but it will be coming up Ashley and I'm sure everyone is now really desperate to hear it. It's gonna be a whole, a, a whole
1: week of just people just wanting to know what has he got to say for himself? Who knows? He's just say, Hello
0: <laughs> That's it. it.
1: <laughs> <laughs> well there we go. Ashley can't wait to hear it. I'm just gonna be beside myself this week with with just utter excitement. Anyway, that's the end of this week's emails. There we go. It's gone out the window down the drive. Over the Stone, no less, that's right. So, sorry if we didn't get to yours, but there is quite a backlog of emails, like Nick just said. So we will get to them eventually. And remember that if you, that's right, you want to write in, you can do so by emailing us at podcast at bigfinish.com.
0: Time now for our guest star interview Well, there's two stars It's Camille Kaduri and John Barrowman Interviewed by Scott Hancock At the recording for the June 2017 release The Lives of Captain Jack
1: And we apologise for anything inappropriate That John Barrowman might say Well, you never know with John, do you? Do you? No, you never know Uh, Did you
0: say inappropriate? (laughs) very possibly i can barely talk at the moment that's yeah i I, I, I I feel like it's cruelty cruelty making you do this podcast anyway here's the interview
3: hello i'm scott hancott and i am joined this afternoon by the lovely john barrowman (laughs) and the lovelier Uh,
6: camille kajuri although that's arguable
3: (laughs) (laughs) And uh, this is the first time you've worked together since Journey's End in 2008, I think. What's it like being back in studio together?
4: Oh, it's different being in this kind of studio together because the last time, as you said, we were together, we were all on the TARDIS and uh, all, you know, saving the world in a very different way. But what I think is really lovely is uh, we're able... Uh, there's a lot of things I would have... Well, put it this way, the chemistry that we've seen today and the fun that we're having, it would be great to see this kind of chemistry on screen. Because the I think the two characters are such strong-willed characters, and uh, we're just having a lot of fun. By the way, <laughs> just
6: having a lot of fun, yeah.
3: And Camille, when you received the script, I mean, what what was your reaction when you got the phone call asking for Jackie to return, and when you read the script, what did you did you think it would be easy, or was it always a I bit think, daunting? I
6: think I said yes in a heartbeat before I even got it, received the script, and um, it's just so lovely. To, and I was thinking, "Oh my God, what was she like? and but then you see the first line of uh, one of Jackie's first lines, and then you you're instantly back to what she was like. And so. You're good to go. And <laughs> sorry, you, um, are you awake?
2: <laughs> sorry, I
6: went off there. Yeah. So lovely, thrilled. I'm absolutely thrilled to. It's hard play to talk again. about. It's hard, it is. It's hard to it talk is. because
4: when you're asked to do,
6: you're so right. It is hard to talk about. It's hard about. to talk
4: because also I, I I tried to say I was saying to you earlier in a conversation. This is like the golden age of um, the Doctor Who. Mm. You know, mm. I call it that because it was it was great when we did it. It was golden. But for and we all,
6: started it,
4: yeah, we started it, and the fu- the, th- the funny so thing there. is exactly <laughs> so the thing is that we know these characters really, really well. they were written really well, so it's like you know i've I've said it before, it's like putting on a coat, you know mm, how to put the coat yes. on it's like a stick shift, you never forget how to drive it, do <laughs> you, you do't so I, do,
6: I do i I only do automatics really? <laughs> learned in a manual, so I don't know if that's. Always true there, John, but...
4: I learned in a (laughs) manual, (laughs) too. I'm good with it.
3: (laughs) (laughs) And I can't believe I asked you this question because I think it's quite evident from uh, the way you're interacting with each other, but how has the morning been so far?
6: Oh, dreadful, dreadful. (laughs) She's a
3: nightmare
4: to work with.
6: (laughs) He's so starry. No, it's been so... (laughs) 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 Hasn't it been lovely? It's been
4: very lovely. And the fact that, again... You know, mm-hmm. I get
6: to look at your fantastic face from across these, oh. across the way. <laughs>
4: yes.
6: I thought I styled that out really <laughs> well.
4: You it did. And when we had lovely break at lunch, we had an we had ice cream, and Penelope Wilton was there. Yeah, and yes, um the Prime Stanley Minister. Baxter. Stanley Baxter. I
6: thought she looked tired, didn't did you? Did she? Well, she
4: you, very tired. She's yeah. been time traveling from <laughs> Do Downton Abbey. Of course, she would be. Do you remember that? What?
6: He's gone. He doesn't remember. Oh no! What no, was it? Don't you think she looks tired? Oh. Hello, we're back in the room,
4: and we're back in the room. (laughs) Thank you.
3: (laughs) And just, I mean, you mentioned it earlier. Was journeys End the last time you worked together, or was there a possible was the weakest link the last time? you... Was that the last? Uh, Let's not talk
4: about the weakest link.
6: What when I when I won? Let's not talk
4: about the weakest link. The
6: the one when I won. Hello. (laughs)
4: Yeah, but yeah, but you only won because David and I got ousted. Dave, see for all of you listening. We decided as a group, like the family, right? You know, David's the, the leader of the pack, and then we kind of work our way down different levels. And so the idea but was, is he shut is up? Is he the leader start, though? Start but from like, the bottom is he up. Start from <laughs> is the bottom. Whatever. No. Whatever. <laughs> So we started from the bottom up, right? And we were getting rid of the minor characters and the smaller characters and even K9 went. And then all of a sudden we're up voting and, you know, David's got a good score. I've got somewhat of a good score. Camille has, like, zero or whatever it was. Yeah, I did. And we were all go- like, well, she's next I in have- line. And then Noel turns around and goes, and she says, and who will you be voting off no clock? And Noel went, David.
6: <laughs> <laughs> we were all like... What As if he's going to get root. rid of me it As if he's going to get rid of me though
3: Is this true Camille? <laughs> Did you and Noel cheat?
6: No they didn't no, cheat No we don't No, no, no! You exploited
4: the system. They played No, no, no!
6: Only with K nine when all of us decided (laughs) that he should go first. Isn't that terrible? Should I not say that? Isn't that terrible? No, but but, I felt so awful about that. I had nightmares and guilt things about K nine. I have to say,
4: when we say decided, it wasn't fixed because you couldn't. But we we, we we discussed that if it happened, that we had to make a choice. Everybody was doing good in the first round. The first one to go, amongst all of us, we thought, right, if we're going to gang up at anybody, it's going to be the robot dog. <laughs>
6: yeah.
4: But the guy who played yeah. K-9 in the voice, he was so upset.
6: He was so upset, oh. and rightly so. That was terrible.
4: Oh, well, he K-9, was in the loo. K- K-9's rights are very hard loo, to get to now.
6: But he was in the loo when it was being discussed outside.
4: Yeah, we waited till he left.
6: Did you wait till he leave? No, no, no. you spoke and then he came out of the cubicle and heard that he was about to go. Isn't that awful? I don't think that's right.
3: Speaking of leaving and about to go, I think we should wrap this conversation uh, up here. Um, But before we go, um, where would you like to see Jack and Jackie going in future? Oh,
4: blimey. Oh, I think it would be funny to do a, a special that something like this happens, actually. Listen to me. I I think Doctor Who, all these stories and all these characters should be on TV. I just do. But I would love to see something like that. Or... More of these from Big Finish, it would be good. Sorry. Yeah,
6: sort of anywhere. You can take them anywhere, really, of course can't you, can. you? Because there's so much to for them both to do with all the um, the bits and the thing. And, and the also to see and some and of that. this
4: stuff happening live action would be good. Oh, it I mean, would. Wait to see her fall through a lift, that would be awesome. <laughs> the joys of audio, you can do anything
3: <laughs> anywhere. <laughs> <laughs> um, on that note, John Barrowman, Camille Dury, thank you very much. Bye. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Bye. And huge
1: thanks to John, Camille and Scott for that. Jolly good. Well, now it's that time again. It's time for our good friend, Ran, the Randomoid Selectatron. <laughs> Here we go. So, loading Ran up now. Oh, He's yeah, actually got tense. his own place on, on, my little, uh, on my desktop. You know, with the, the shortcuts to various things. Ran is firmly there. He's always wow. there. Okay, come on, Ran. So, here we go. Activating Ran and Oh, okay. This is a good one. This is a very Ooh. good one. Number 7, the genocide machine. Oh, what the a wicked genocide. one. That's a Wow, good one. yeah. Interestingly enough actually, I think I think that that was my first main range that I ever uh, listened to.
0: Really? Yeah, the first CD you're being I being a bit of a Dalek fan.
1: Yeah, that well that's what I mean I, I loved um Planet of the Daleks, so I firmly remember seeing that cover uh pop up with the and Dalek
0: I, Supreme on it.
1: And I thought I had to have it, so that is my instant memory of that one.
0: Okay, here's the trailer for the genocide machine.
2: All units prepare for battle conditions!
3: Phase one of our plan is now complete. Whatever you are, stop or I fire.
7: Alien aggressors eliminated. What you have here has the potential to become the greatest weapon ever created. Scan for primary target.
5: Doctor!
0: Okay, I can tell you lots about this because I directed it. Brace yourself. And did the Dalek voices for it. What What can I say? Uh, first of all, it was originally called Wetworks.
1: Oh, okay.
0: Because of the Wetworks computer. And um, I think Gary decided... I don't think I liked the title much because I thought it didn't really say anything or contain any threat or anything i like titles to have a bit of threat in them in some form and i wanted stupidly to call it the the phantoms of Karsharat, i think or something like that, because Ooh, that it sounds nice. of, well because it's the planet Kasharat, although sylvester mccoy could never pronounce it <laughs>
1: just gets so cross.
0: It's the library
1: He's, of Karsharat on there as well, yeah,
0: isn't it? Yeah, that's right. Yeah, but there was all this whispering, like these phantoms, you see. Um, uh, in fact, that was it was just me going. <laughs> uh, anyway, so I think uh, either Gary or Mike Tucker, who wrote it, came up with the Genocide Machine, and I said, "Oh God, that's a good title. That's good." So there we are. That was our first Dalek one. Um, When we started doing uh, Big Finish Doctor Who, we didn't have a license agreement to do the Daleks. So, uh, yeah, it was pretty shortly afterwards because this is, you know, we started um, mid-1999 and this is April 2000 that it was released. Um so, yeah, we got to do the Daleks and we didn't know quite how we were going to do them. So we actually didn't do them during the studio session. We re- we had several goes at recording them later to get right. Uh, Gary Russell wanted to have a go doing them. Gary Russell was the producer back in those days and uh, it wasn't too successful. Uh, and I played them back to him uh, and said, are those rubbish ones mine? And I said, yeah, anyway get rid of them replace them yourself but i did ask him i did say in the first place you know will you let me do the dalek voices or do you want to see a grown man cry is what i said to him
1: was this at this at this point because obviously you did the you were doing dalek stuff before this just just for fun weren't you with the uh audio visuals
0: -visuals, yeah and that's why gary agreed to it because he knew i could do dalek voices
1: so so you had that lovely lovely bit of quiet confidence like Guys, I got this. It's, <laughs> yeah. This is cool. But, you know, and, and look, in some ways, that is your, your first actual Doctor Who Dalek story, really. It is, yes. it's the uh, Really, this is the
0: beginning of the thing that got me the job on the TV series. That's amazing. Uh, because Russell was was a subscriber to Big Finish, so Russell T. Davis, I should say. Uh, and also Alistair Locke did some of the Dalek voices as well, and we did them on his... Um, Did we? Yeah, we did them on his uh, digital... No, it wasn't a digital ring modulator, but it was a ring modulator in a synthesizer. No, I think it was digital, actually. And it was never quite right, and we had a lot of um umming and ah ahhing about the setting, and it never... It didn't really solidify until we used the Mugafuga ring modulator, which I think the first time I used that was... I used it a bit in one of the Dalek empires, and then I used it for... um, Jubilee? Jubilee? Oh, okay. Jubilee, yes. Um, so there you go. Uh, what else can I tell you about it? Fun in the studio. Bruce Montague is in it as chief librarian Elgin. And he I'd worked with him in pantomime a couple of years before, so that's why I got him in. Yeah, it was um, good fun to do. It's got a very small cast, hasn't it? That's quite amazing. Uh, Daniel Gabriel... Gabrielle, I can't remember how you pronounce his surname. uh, I'd worked with him. He played uh, Dr. Watson to my Sherlock Holmes in a a stage production of The Speckled Band. That's how I knew him. I don't think he's... I don't know whether he's even acting anymore now. I shall look him up in a minute and see what's going on there. You've got the
1: first appearance as well of Bev Tarrant, haven't you? Who goes on to the Dalek Empire stuff. I always wanted to know... The name no, Beth Tarrant wasn't in *Dalek*. Oh no, Bernie Summerfield.
0: Sorry. Yeah. Yeah. yeah sorry, that's right. sorry. Lou Faulkner. Yeah, who's uh, uh, yeah, a really lovely lady and a great
1: actor. I always want to yeah. know that with with Tarrant is that a uh, a little nod to uh, our friend Mr. Terry Nation? Of course it is. Yeah, that's why <laughs>
0: Mike did it. I mean, there's always a Tarrant or a Tarrant or something like that. Uh, yeah, I've, I've written a, a third Doctor Dalek story And there's a name Is there, I don't know whether there's a Taran or something But there's a name a bit like that in there Yeah, because he always He always had a name Well, it didn't always But it's a kind of It's a very Terry Nation flavoured thing to do you it, know. It's
1: an unwritten sort of thing of, of yeah. fun it's, it's a nice little nod in there Yeah Battle. Yeah
0: like, like like you must uh, separate the doctor and the companion very early on in episode 1. <laughs> <laughs> that's what has to happen in the Dalek story, you know. Well, not necessarily, but there you go. Yes, highly recommended Big Finish's first ever Dalek story. I could tell you another boring fact, which was the first time I used Pro Tools actually.
1: Oh, that's the start yeah, again.
0: Yeah, I was, which is uh, an editing, bit of editing software, sort of industry standard for audio editing, for for those of you who don't know. Before that, I was using a tiny little, about the size of an uh, old cassette player, digital uh, audio editing 8-track thing uh which was just all pressing buttons with multiple functions and it broke down during this i could only do 20 minutes at a time on it that's all it had room for and its tiny little hard drive and it started messing around and yeah so i i had a bit of a breakdown technically and mentally during this because when you rely on a piece of technology and it suddenly goes wrong it kind of you feel like you know what I mean? It's just like if your telly goes wrong, you feel like the carpet's been pulled from under you and there's a hole underneath and you're just falling down and down and down. That's how I felt. But luckily Pro Tools came to the rescue. To which you're and still using today. Back. Indeed, I'm recording this now on Pro Tools.
1: Because, of course, but, Nick, you did the sound design for um, for uh, Genocide Machine, didn't you? And the music, yeah. Well, so, in those
0: days, you know, I was not exec producer. So when I did a production, I, I directed did the sound design and music you know it was like a full comm- and sometimes wrote and directed and you know and acted in it so i did as much as possible really
1: that's pretty exciting. I mean, I, I remember going to the office and seeing the uh, the little room you used to do it all in with oh, yeah. things still
0: in there. And you were like, oh, that's been there for years. <laughs> I know we're going to be moving offices at some point, maybe. And so I, I, I really want to clear through all that stuff. <laughs> it's going to be it's going to be quite teary, really, because most of it is just junk. But just you know, and it, and the only real place for it is the bin. <laughs> but I've just sort of left it there. Bits of rock and things, you know. It's
1: fun, though, isn't it? There we go. So there we are that's our randomoid selection Tron there we go yeah excellent time so uh Tron And now unfortunately it's that time again Nick it's the end well, close to the end as the podcast approaches like the Starship Enterprise whooshing towards us across space. But there is just a little bit of time for a quick roundup of the latest releases. Over to you, Mr. Briggs. Now,
0: the Starship Enterprise. Doctor Who, the Memory Bank, and other stories, the Fifth Doctor and Turlow in an anthology release of four separate episodes featuring a planet where to be forgotten is to cease to exist. Which I think is just true anyway A mythical teller of tales A serial criminal in the 22nd century And the ravening hungerers Here's a snippet
7: Doctor, you are not leaving me here
1: I remember
5: It is not our way The hungerers give nothing to the world And we take nothing from them
1: We're not going inside some rough old pub
7: (laughs) Come along, friend Tullo why do you want the storyteller
0: anyway?
5: Are you kidding?
0: Also, out, uh, The War Doctor, Agents of Chaos. John Hurt returns for his third big finish box set, this time tackling those who would betray the future of the universe to the Daleks. There are Sontarans, KGB agents, and a battle to save the Time Lord's Eye of Harmony itself. <laughs>
7: Here's a snippet.
0: You
4: think. There you are,
7: Doctor. Oh, Lystra.
4: How did you
7: find me? Agent Sarnis, this is the time strategist.
4: Beginning
6: countdown, ten, nine.
7: If the Daleks have sent her to Earth, then I have to go there.
6: Six. And as I'm sure the commander has already told you, the Isotron's existence is very much under wraps.
7: We call it the Shadow Vortex. We have to get back to the TARDIS. I are. all.
0: don't forget that the prisoner episode one departure and arrival is now available for free on the website how about that but if you're following that episode as uh, serialized in our podcast the next installment is coming up soon
1: how exciting eh well there we go so in the meantime it's uh, goodbye from us and we'll see you next time yes
5: goodbye
0: goodbye and here's the prisoner and number six has been engulfed by Rover which turns out to be a startlingly mind-bending
7: experience what are you I am
2: not a number I am a free man.
6: Feeling better?
7: No. What happened? Where?
6: You had a bit of a fall.
7: I wasn't... How long have I been here?
6: But you're all right now.
7: Am I now? What are my clothes?
6: You can't wear clothes in bed. Pyjamas are to be worn at all times in the village infirmary.
7: Village infirmary? Village? 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 It's you again, isn't it? The taxi driver.
6: No, 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 no. You mustn't strain yourself. Just stay in bed.
7: You said I was all right. Or is that just what you say when people aren't dead here?
6: Try to relax and get some rest.
7: Don't forget to bolt and bar the door on the way out. Because it's the only way you'll keep me here.
6: I'll go and fetch the doctor.
7: Who's that? So they didn't kill you. That ball thing didn't kill you. What was it? You know.
2: Ball thing? What? Uh, what do you mean?
7: I don't know. It sounds crazy. This huge glowing ball of light. I saw it get you. I, it got me too. But I, I, I don't know. Something strange happened. I, I had voices. I, I thought I was back. Back?
2: Oh, oh I don't remember. Just a blinding light. So they got you too, eh?
7: How long have you been here, cop? Oh. Come, listen to me, man. What are you doing here?
2: I don't know. I was in. I think I was in a hotel. I, I got an assignment. I went to the hotel when I when I woke up. I was here. In in this village place.
7: When did you get here?
2: I, I don't know. I think they they drugged me. So many questions. They want to know everything. What sort of questions? Listen, I won't tell them. I mustn't tell. You, you can count on me. I, I, I won't let you down, sir. I, 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 won't, I, won't, let, let you, I won't let you down.
7: Come listen to me, listen.
2: We've got to get out of here. Yes, get out of here. Yes, we must or they'll kill us. Or worse.
1: Worse?
2: Keep us here for the rest of our lives. Brainwash us. But, But listen... Listen, I had a plan.
7: A plan? What plan? Uh, A plan to get out of here?
2: Yes. Yes. Uh, There's a woman. She... uh, She... What woman? Who? Tell me. Cobb? Cobb!
7: Frustrating, isn't it? When people won't answer your questions. What have you done to him? (laughs) Oh, We'll look after him, don't worry. Come with me. Why should I? Well, why not live a little? I'm waiting for a doctor's appointment. Oh, I'm fully qualified. There's some slippers under your bed. Come along, old fellow. It's for your own good. There's a good boy. Where are you taking me? Just to get a few things sorted out. Like what? What's that noise? Hmm? Oh, that. Have a look through here. What are you doing to them? Doing to them? It's group It's for their own good. The straitjackets and the gags, just a precaution. The purple lighting has a calming effect. The whole process counteracts the obsessional guilt complexes which produce neuroses. That's it? Is that what you're going to do with me? Oh, come now, number six.
2: We don't want that, do we? Do you?
7: In here, please. Do sit down. What if I don't? What if you do? It's for your own good. And why should I believe you? Well, because there might have been some unpleasant after-effects of your little encounter with Rover. Rover? Is that what you call that oversized glowing ball thing? Rather an endearing nickname, don't you think? I mean, for a guard dog. That thing's no guard dog. What exactly is rover? Ah, that would be telling. So you said. How does it work? I've no idea, dear boy. Not my department. I leave that to all the boffins. And how do the boffins create those hallucinations? You think rover made you hallucinate? Do tell me more. Interesting. I can see she upset you. She? Rover. Who do you think I meant? How can that thing be a she? Oh, well... Just a term of endearment. Uh, Do sit down. Look, I can get some rather muscular chaps to come in here and force you to sit down if you like. Would you prefer that? That would be telling. Thank you, number six. Most kind. Now, relax. Ah! What the
2: hell was that?
7: Yes, yes, yes. All your readings are optimal. Well done. You're healthy enough to be discharged. What's that? It's your welcome pack. Welcome to it. It's your health card, your employment card, your card of identity. I know my own identity. If you say so. Your welfare card, your credit card, and your, oh, (laughs) your new shoes and clothes. What happened to my old shoes and clothes? They've been burnt. Why? Don't be tiresome, old chap. I'll take you back to the ward so you can get dressed and leave. And then what? And then we begin in earnest. Oh dear! What the hell's that about? Hello, two here. What's going on? Oh, what a pity! Ah oh, well, and do shut that racket off, will you? Thank you. Well, mm, well, I'm afraid something rather unfortunate has happened. More unfortunate than my being kidnapped and imprisoned in a madhouse. Depends on your viewpoint, really. Your friend, Cobb. What makes you think he's my friend? Colleague, then. He's dead. What? Yes. I'm afraid he's just jumped out of the window and killed himself. Rather
2: unfortunate. Violent <coughs> is is really inalizable. Oh, perhaps you'd like to let me go?
7: R- remember the... Muscular men can be called at any moment.
2: I could kill you before they got here. But don't you want your freedom? At what price? I think you know the price. I'll never pay it. I think you will. What makes you so sure? Because it's either that or you stay here for the rest of your life. (sighs) Oh, thank you.
7: Most kind. There is another option. Oh, really? And what was that? I escaped. Ah, <laughs> and that's your plan? Not quite. Really? Do tell. Escape. Come back. Come back? And wipe this place off the face of the earth. <laughs> Fascinating. But in the meantime, I want to see the body. I beg your pardon? Cobb's body. Oh, morbid you are. Why? A closure? Because I don't believe a single word you say. Very well. Follow me. Ah, yes. There he is, poor fellow. Bit of a long way down, isn't it? Rather a mess. Did you know him well? You did this to him. My dear fellow, don't be ridiculous. I was with you the whole time. Don't be obtuse. You know what I mean. You, you people. The people who run this place, whatever it is, you you interrogated him, drugged him, hounded him, tortured him. You drove him to this. Well, it's certainly an interesting theory. I will, of course, enter it in my report. Now, how was it we interrogated, drowned, hounded, tortured, drove him to... And who exactly do you report to, number two? Number one? Where is he? I want to speak to him. Take me to where... You have to join a very long queue for that number six. No, I'm afraid the only satisfaction you're going to get here is through cooperation. For example, subject shows great enthusiasm for his work. He's utterly devoted and loyal. Is this a man who suddenly walks out? I didn't walk out, I resigned. People change, exactly. So do loyalties. What about yours? I know nothing about you. You know everything you need to know. Stop deflecting. It's time you gave us the facts we need. And if I don't? We'll take them. Good luck trying. Are <laughs> you really gonna walk out here in your pajamas? Why not? It's a madhouse, isn't it? Record memo. Report on number six. On arrival, subject showed usual shock symptoms followed by predicted behavior pattern. Since then, has been uncooperative and distinctly aggressive. Attempted to escape. Subject proving exceptionally difficult, but in view of his importance, no extreme measures to be used.
2: Yet. Be seeing you.
7: He's leaving the infirmary. Follow his every move. Activate all
4: monitoring. No privacy whatsoever.